Hi, I'm Jayan Sriram and welcome to In Focus, the Hindu's analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the In Focus podcast. I am Anand Krishnan with the Hindu in Chennai, your host for today. On April 8th, Wuhan, the city at the heart of the pandemic, finally emerged after more than two months in lockdown. Life elsewhere in China has been slowly limping back to normalcy. How China emerges from the lockdown would offer lessons for India and other countries that are still very much in the midst of their COVID-19 battles. Today, we bring you two on-the-ground perspectives from Beijing. I'm first joined by Danny G. Varghese, an independent Indian journalist who lives in Beijing. I'm also joined by Hu Jianlong, a Chinese entrepreneur and writer who works in the startup space in Beijing. Residents in China are beginning to discover that even after the lift of their lockdown, there is in many ways no going back to the lives they once led. Temperature checks multiple times a day, limits on how offices function, and health apps that monitor the residents' health 24 by 7. This is the new normal after COVID-19. We've been reading in the news that things are slowly limping back to normal in China. Uh, Danny, you're in Beijing. So what are things looking like right now? Uh, things are looking up, uh, as is the weather. It's getting warmer. So uh, things are looking up. Uh, yesterday, they, we have been told that the uh, outboard, outward traffic from Wuhan has opened up. So uh, we're expecting some people to come in to the city because they were locked down for more than a month. Um, and also in Beijing, there's not so much of a, uh, of a tension as there was, I think, about a month ago. Uh, we are still being uh, monitored in the sense that whenever we come back into the compound, the guards at the gate take our um, temperature. And also when we go into the mall, the malls are open, the supermarkets are open. There's been no shortage of uh, fresh fruit or vegetable, meat, all of that. Uh, but when we when we go into the any of these supermarkets or malls, we get our uh, temperatures taken. And the same happens when we come back into the compound, our temperature is taken. China is experiencing, in some ways, what we all are likely to uh, a few months from now. Uh, you've been living through two months of restrictions, schools are still closed. Uh, but from what you're saying, it seems that even the normalcy that people are coming back to now is quite different. Uh, things like getting your temperature checked multiple times a day are becoming a part of everyday life in China. Um. I guess so, but I hope it will go away soon because people aren't going out as much. Uh, nobody's going to restaurants. Restaurants are just opening up. Also, there are restrictions as to, I think, three people to a table at some restaurants that are open, uh, things like that. Um, China's favorite term seems to be the new normal, right? So I guess this is the new normal, at least for a time, maybe another month. Uh, but we hope it'll clear up soon. One of the dilemmas uh, countries everywhere, including India, are facing is the trade-off between the clampdown uh, and the economic cost that you have because of that. 
so in your sense, how is China dealing with this balancing act of trying to restart the economy uh, when you have all these small businesses, for instance, that are still suffering, but at the same time, uh, when they are mindful of uh, a second wave of infections? Um, they are mindful of a second wave of infections. Um, I read a report yesterday about uh, people who are un- non-symptomatic but have tested positive. And apparently there are a thousand people. Um, so that could be the beginning of a, a second wave. I'm not sure. I'm not speculating about that. But China is mindful about that. There was a briefing about this at the uh, foreign min- foreign uh, affairs ministry. And um, the hospitals are really geared up. Uh, in fact, I had to go to the clinic a couple of weeks ago for a, to get some of my medication. And, and they said, uh, you know, as soon as we check you, and if we think that you have the virus, we will immediately have to transfer you to a, a designated facility, which is a few kilometers away. So they, they, have, they had the protocol in place. Everything was all, already in place. Uh, maybe by mid-Jan. So we've been living in Beijing for many years now. What's your sense of uh, the impact uh, that these few months have had in in the everyday life of Beijingers, the way that Beijingers look at public health? I remember when I was in Beijing in late January, it almost seemed that overnight uh, people got the sense of awareness, for example, of wearing masks, of social distancing. So have you seen a transformative change? And the way people around you are dealing with these issues? Yes. I'm sorry. I, I think I forgot to answer the previous question, which was about small businesses. Um, a friend of mine was uh, who deals with garments in India was telling me that some of his uh, manufacturers have started coming online. And this is in South China, not just in Beijing. Uh, so he says about 90% have now come online, but they were finding it difficult because uh, the laborer, that is migrant labor, they've all gone back home and they haven't come back. So I think it might take a few weeks for them to come go back to wherever they're working. And once they're all back in place, then we might see uh, the wheels turning with businesses. Restaurants uh, are open in some places. Some are closed. There are uh, A4 size Notices outside saying, keep your distance, keep your uh, masks on while ordering, uh, three to a table, not more, things like that. So this, uh, yes, uh, social distancing, not so much. Uh, China, I mean, at least in Beijing, people are still going into small um well, um, shops to buy vegetables, and then there are two or three people standing at the counter. Especially when you come to a cash counter, people tend to sort of want to pay up front. But uh, one of the supermarkets that we go to here, they have stopped accepting cash. And when I asked them, they said, we don't want to touch anything and then give it to somebody else. So they accept only WeChat money. No, and they don't even take cards because, again, it's touch. So WeChat right. is touchless. So it's come, they scan, you scan your mobile phone on the machine. You put your stuff into your bag, scan the money, go. Don't touch anything. 
I want to ask you about uh, being a foreigner in China at this particular moment. Um, state media and the government has been highlighting the fact, uh, to use their phrase, that all the new cases in China now are imported cases. There seem to be a lot more scrutiny of foreigners. Incoming travel of all foreign nationals has has been suspended effectively. Have you felt something different? Is there more scrutiny than there previously was uh, as a foreigner in China? Well, uh, one difference is now that uh, there's a person who speaks English at our gate, which was never the case, asking us to wear our masks and uh, trying to see if we have problems. Sometimes people say, why do you want to take our temperature? And there's a person there who I think is a volunteer from the compound who's standing there all the time. And they, they, this was just a place where a security guards were standing and uh, they didn't speak any English. Um, so towards foreigners, I think it's, it goes both ways. They're trying to be more accommodative while also being aware of the fact that there are infections coming in. <clears throat> Sorry. Also, uh, some of the foreigners, especially who, ha- who went away for Chinese New Year, who couldn't come back, I think they're going to find it difficult because, like you said, the visas uh, have been suspended. Um, while I must add that they've also said that people who are running out of visas while the lo- while this is in place, these two months, their visas get extended automatically. So that's a, that's something that's been very helpful for foreigners who have a vi- who are here on a visa. China is limping back to normal, but very slowly. Uh, and as Danny put it, it really is a new normal of multiple temperature checks every day, restrictions on how restaurants are functioning and grocery stores. This might all seem unusual, but it also might be the reality that all of us have to confront down the line. Thank you so much, Danny, for sharing your thoughts with the Hindu in Focus podcast. Tianlong, you traveled in Hubei province the heart of the outbreak during the peak of the crisis. So the lockdown in Wuhan is being lifted on April 8th. Speaking to your friends there, how difficult have these past two months been? I think for many people, just, just, this is just like a dream. Just like a dream, and they just wake up, they just wake up and they still they don't know how to handle that. For example, right, so the people just do... Uh, just some uh, just last week, people people go uh, people go back to their uh, take back their their body ashes, right? Wow. I think still people uh, still in 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 that mood. I don't think we are beginning to celebrate celebrate for for that. Still, I think people in the uh, in 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 the adjusting mood. As you rightly said, people do seem to be in a state of shock, not just in Hubei but across China as well. In Beijing, where you are, it seems. It's a difficult balancing act. The government wants businesses to restart, but there still is concern that the infections can come back. So how are they dealing with these two different problems? As you know, because you have stayed in Beijing for years, and uh, Beijing is quite different, uh, different, uh, different city with others. So here, I think the, the political the, the priority is still on, on, on combating the virus. The economic benefit, benefits I think it's the second, uh, second, second, second uh, priority. But for other cities, for like, right. like 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 Guangzhou, Shanghai, the economy is is on the top. I think this is the the, the huge difference. Yeah, for example, in right, that's in, interesting. So yeah, 
Yeah, so for example, in, in Beijing, still the, the cinema is still not open. The gym is not open. Yeah. India is probably two, three months behind where China is right now. But it does seem, listening to you, that coming back to normal isn't really the normal uh, that we are used to. Uh, gyms are closed, cinemas are closed, offices and restaurants are opening with all sorts of new limits and restrictions. So should we expect to deal with this new normal for a very long time? Yes, definitely, definitely. I think uh, India has uh, like uh, three weeks uh, lockdown, right? So people should 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 uh, change expectation. I think the the government may extend the the lockdown. For example, like in 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 Hubei, right? So uh, at the, at the uh, early uh, February, so we we expected that maybe the situation will will uh, would change in in two weeks or three weeks. But the proof that is is much longer than we expected. So uh, you need to th- think of that. How 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 should you handle this situation in a in in a, in a longer uh, in a longer term? How have people in China, on the whole, looked at all of these measures and restrictions? Are, are people more or less understanding of why this is being done, or are they unhappy with having to deal with all of these limits on travel, on work, on so many restrictions? I don't think so. Uh, the Beijing, the the, the 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 case of Beijing is very very extreme. For example, for example, um, people understand the, the situation, but still they complain a lot about about the restriction. For example, uh, for me, I cannot, I cannot travel at this time. I can't travel to to other city. Uh, for example, I, actually, I, I I had a plan to go to Shenzhen uh, uh, last month, but I could I couldn't make it because if if I go to, go to Shenzhen. And then come back. And then come back. Now I have to stay at home for fourteen days. So quarantines are still being enforced on a city basis. So if you leave Beijing and come back, does that mean you will be quarantined for fourteen days? And would that affect your health status as well? How strictly is this being implemented? Yes, even even like people, uh, even uh, some people live, live in in other province. For example, in in Guangdong, if they uh, if they travel to Beijing, uh, sometimes they also have to uh to get a quarantine. So I think still people have a lot of complaint on, on this because it is it is impact their 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 uh, daily business very heavily. Is there any sense of how long people in Beijing expect these measures to continue for? I don't know actually. So yesterday we uh uh yesterday there some uh, Beijing uh, official announced that there like a such situation could be normalized. So we don't know what normalized mean. The message uh, that Jian Long was referring to from the Beijing government was that these new measures were long-term measures. So there's an indication that people will have to deal with it for some time to come. Thank you so much, Long, for giving us a sense of life in Beijing. For us, being in the middle of our own lockdown, it's something still relatively new. But it's something that people in China have been going through for more than two months now. So it is very useful for us to hear your perspective. Thank you again and stay safe. My pleasure, man. Take care.